0: Welcome to Oh Snap, candid conversations about business and life with your hosts Amy and Rosie, owners of Snap, a community, education and inspiration forum for photographers and creatives. Sorry, I just gave coffee. I was <laughs> also very well, I'm flashing you. <laughs> That was a deliberate (laughs) I didn't mean to do it quite (laughs) that much (laughs) Oh
1: god Hi (laughs) Hey (laughs) That's an excellent podcast I don't think think you should edit that out
0: Oh god I think that might make it to the trailer (laughs) 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 The trailer is just me Finding the most ridiculous out of context <laughs> yeah. stuff that we've
1: said oh. oh
0: dear every time
1: oh yeah what an opener um <laughs> <laughs> we should stop laughing oh, we, should stop. we should be grown sorry. up now we're, we're adults face. We're, we're recording a podcast <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> Well, and me still finds that ridiculous, but yeah, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, I don't know, we have to sit here and chat, and apparently people are interested in it, which is cool, so if you listen to all of them and you're here, congratulations. Yeah, well done. <laughs> now you've really gotten to know it. <laughs> <laughs> Um So today, I want to talk about something that um, I think it's being talked about more, but it's still not talked about often. Um, And I think people have a lot of guilt around it, or they feel like they're doing something wrong, or they're made to feel like they're doing something wrong. Um, Because if you, it must mean you're not successful in Mm -hmm. like one area. That's how it feels to me. Yeah. So we want to talk about being multi passionate, um, which is um, mostly to do if you're a business, it's to do with having multiple income streams. Um, and, um, I think, like, definitely when I first came into the business space mm. with, like, oh, do you know what? We can go back even further than that. Uh, further than that? I further than that. Further than that? with the dinosaurs around? <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> <laughs> um... And that was growing up, being told, you know, at school that you had to pick a vocation. Mm. And, um, that's what you were going to study, and that was, you know, you were going to go to university, and you were going to study that, and then you were going to get a job, and you were going to do that for, like, 40, 50 years or whatever until you retire. Like, that was kind of what we were sold mm. growing up. Um... I would like to go on the basis that nothing that my 18-year-old self was thinking was reasonable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot on my mind as an 18-year-old. Um, career
1: wasn't top of the list. No. Um, and um, I definitely don't think I had the mental capacity to pick what it was I was going to do. Okay. And I also think this is why we see a lot of people come out of their careers and go into starting businesses or change change their jobs. Definitely. Um, and I think there's a lot of guilt around that and a sense of failure um, or that kind of holding on to something because you think that's what you should do and not what you could be doing. Um, so yeah, I, I, it stems from that ideology of this is the path and this is the life you should lead and this is how your career and working life should look. Yeah. Um, which undoubtedly does work for some people some people go into careers that they love and and they do stay in them um but
0: it's perfectly okay if that's not for you um i get bored Amy. i i get bored um so i've got a few different things that i do um i don't just have the one uh income stream so i am a singer and that's like the majority of what I do that is mm-hmm. the majority of how I spend most of my time but I kind of got it in my head that if I was going to be a professional singer then I wasn't allowed to do anything else like it would be it would almost be like play acting yeah and feel like the other stuff would um, would would somehow make me less than yes that you're less of a singer mm-hmm.
1: because you also do this mm-hmm. yeah I definitely felt that with wedding photography that like if I did other areas of photography that meant that I wasn't successful as a wedding photographer.
0: Ooh, see, that's interesting because that's still, that's still like in the same, that's so limiting.
1: It's really limiting because, like, in my head, I'd be like, oh, you know, I have to make a success of wedding photography, but also I need to make money. And, you know, early stages of wedding photography can be really hard. Same with singing. I think with any creative career, it can be really difficult because you're usually in a really competitive space. Yep. Um, And, um, you know, I just had it in my head that, you know, I couldn't do anything else because if I did other stuff, that everyone, like, it would be assumed that I was a failing wedding photographer because I also did family photography or brand photography, yeah. or like education or mentoring or whatever. I had a comment actually. Um, so you know my brand photography course. Yeah, that I do. And um, I had an ad running for it on like when I last ran it live. Mm. and someone commented on it and was like, "Oh, if you're making six figures as a photographer, why do you need to run this course?
0: Oh my God. Uh, I was Fuck. like, "Are you serious?" Would you have said that to a man? <laughs> no, probably
1: not. Oh. But I just remember reading that comment and, and feeling bad and being like, "Oh, you know, that could be greedy." Yeah, that I'm i wanting too much,
0: mm.
1: um, or or it made me think that oh, everyone must think I'm failing as a brand photographer if I'm needing to run education. When that's not the, so that's, that's not the truth.
0: <laughs> hearing you say that makes me think, God, this is madness. Why would, like, being being a successful trog- a photographer means you're the perfect person to mentor other people mm. through these kind of situations. And yet, when I apply that logic to myself, that does not work. No. I, I do not give myself the same <laughs> allowances or, like, uh, I don't view myself in the same way. No, but I think we, think it's hot. again, it's coming back to those, like,
1: limiting beliefs and, and everything else we've talked about <laughs> for, like, the last seven episodes. It all plays into that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I was, in, I kind of went away and I was like, no, I should be running a course. I do have yeah. a success. I, do, I don't really, I shouldn't really care But what this person thinks. And now I don't care, but at the time, it just kind of reinforced those, those ideas. And I've had those judgments before as well of people yeah. where I'm like, "Oh, they're saying they're an amazing wedding photographer and they're fully booked and they're offering mentoring. Oh, they're offering mentoring. That must mean that like they're not busy enough as a wedding photographer.
0: And that old adage, if you, those that can't do teach."
1: Yes, which I think is just a load of shit. I mean yes. I, obviously, I don't think everyone should teach, because <laughs> um, teaching isn't the right, the right thing for, for a lot of people, um, and educate, I mean, that's probably a topic entirely on its, on its own, um, you know, whether,
0: whether you should go into education. Are you meant to be a teacher?
1: Yeah, but no, I think multiple income streams, or being multi-passionate, is a really healthy way of living your life
0: yeah, and your working life. we're people, aren't we? Yes. Yes. We're not just one... We're not one
1: fixed one-sided. thing. And we evolve and we change. We learn new things. We learn new skills. Like, I mean, Nadia's going to be talking about this at Snap, about, you know, she was a really successful wedding photographer and then she left wedding photography and now she's doing portrait photography. And like... Our careers, I feel like, have an expiry date, um, mm-hmm. and I can't. I, I want to make sure that I'm prepared for that, and I have other other streams of income and other skill sets to pull from as and when that time comes. So I think having being multi passionate and having those other ways of making money. Um, is it basic survival. Um, if it anything, it's sensible. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I, I did well in the pandemic because I wasn't fixed to. I'd before the pandemic already decided that, you know, I was going to be a wedding photographer, but I was also going to do brand photography. Um, and I offered family photography as well, I still do. Um, and um, the, I started to go into the education space. And those kind of different income streams, or even just, like, diversifying my wedding photography and offering more in terms of micro weddings Mm. and having different packages or different ways of working with me. Mm. I wasn't fixed to, like, one set thing, which meant that I was navigating something like a pandemic, which I'm sure none of us ever saw coming, but it happened. Um, and, And that's a really big lesson in... That you know you need, you need to have plenty of strings that you can pull from.
0: I see the the thing with um musicians right the way through the pandemic was um all certainly in the spaces that I was in um was if you um obviously we can't perform obviously um so it was uh, you could deliver online lessons. Yeah. Um. And the whole way through, I was like, I'm not qualified to do vocal coaching. Like, that's ridiculous. Why would anyone want to? Um, yeah, turns that they will. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, we all
1: have skills. And I think um, I want to use this opportunity to bring in my quote that we oh, talked yes, about. Yes. Because, Speaking
0: of old adages. Yes, because this
1: is used in such a negative way. And it's used in a negative way because they don't use the full quote.
0: Mm.
1: So you'll always hear, like, a jack of all trades is a master of none. And people will always say that. Oh, you know, you're a jack of all trades. And it's seen in, like, a really negative way that you're not really good at anything. So you just do lots yeah. of things. Um, and the full quote is actually, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a
0: master of one. Which, the first time... You went to me I was like, what? Oh, I never heard this full thing before. Because it's, yeah, it's a completely
1: different... Yeah. It? Then it's a totally different quote. Mm. Because it's saying that actually it's better. It's better to be multifaceted. It's better to be multi-passionate. It's better to have multiple income streams. Like, I'm never going to be, like, the world's best wedding photographer. Like, I is not something I particularly want to strive for (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, uh, and also you know how is that defined but like I I'm I'm never going to be that but I'm a good wedding photographer um but I'm also a really good brand photographer and a really good portrait photographer
0: and I really enjoy both I think that's a key thing as well isn't it like if it's something you enjoy I think that comes
1: through definitely definitely and there's obviously the education side
0: Hmm.
1: like I host workshops I teach um I do mentoring we have snap um and
0: I like that my life is so okay but you're you're all within photography yeah so I think maybe sometimes it's like easier. So like all of my stuff so I have, so obviously I snap. Yeah. Um, but th- then I've got singing and I've got vocal coaching, which kind of goes together. But then I've got, I run dance sessions in elderly care homes, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, which is completely different. And I've just started putting some of my artwork out into the world. because. But they're all based in creativity. Yeah, but I'm like, that took me ages to get to the point where I'm like, because I I pro- properly just had it in my head that um, you couldn't be good at more than one thing.
1: And yeah, but you can run a business. You've you got to be good at lots of
0: things. Like you should, you rather than trying to like um, spread myself thin between mm. these all different. Like having split focus, when actually I think having the split focus helps me.
1: Yeah, I that. Because I can't, like
0: I can't stay on one thing for too long. If I stay on, in on in on whatever. If I stay on one thing or two boring. Where I I get bored and then I resent it and then I move away from it. Whereas if I keep like if I make up my week of days where I'm excuse me doing all different things I'm I'm so much better at all of them. <laughs> Cause I bring fresh energy to it. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. And I
1: think like while yeah mine are based in photography they're all quite different Areas of photography.
0: Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to take away from it. I just meant that, like. No,
1: I know. What, I know what you mean. Like, it's uh, it's harder for you to get your head around mm. because the uh, your areas of work are all so different. Um, while mine kind of do fall under the same kind of industry umbrella, um, but they do require kind of different skill sets. like portrait photography is really different. Documentary, wedding photography, it's a different client base. Yeah. Um, and then obviously education as well But then like I do want to Also bring um, Like There's other stuff I want to do
0: What other stuff do you want to do? <laughs> Tell me what if, um, What's the dream? So I think if like
1: So I love writing
0: mm-hmm. And I know a lot of writing You're good at writing
1: as well Yeah
0: I think I'm good at writing. I really enjoy writing. I um, like the way you kind of get to a point. You're quite succinct with your, with your prose. Mm. Um, you don't tend to ramble, <laughs> which some is surprising. <laughs> oh, I'm ironic, um, <laughs> <like>, uh, <laughs> but like yeah, I you know some people can write an, an article and not really say very much, but yeah, know. like
1: I like to put value in, yeah. and into my writing and. Um, yeah I really enjoy writing um, and it's something I want to do more of I don't know how that manifests as a business I don't even know that I would want it to be a business um, I just enjoy the process mm. and I enjoy putting my thoughts out in into the world I would like more time to do it because um, it does take time and it takes brain space yeah. as well to put like thoughts into words and for them to have meaning to other people um so yeah I definitely would love to write a book at some stage um and also I would love to do something along the lines of like like therapy or coaching like on a more broader scale as opposed to like, it just being mentoring for we photographers. Ta- yeah, we talked about, like,
0: a well-being kind of...
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, within the well-being space. My issue is, is that, like the idea of going into, um, like, education, again, is really hard for me because I don't, I don't thrive well in, like, an education space. Like, a more standard education space. So the idea of getting a going and getting a mm-hmm. qualification because... Because of being autistic, like, I find how rigid some of those things can be mm. quite challenging to do. So that definitely holds holds me back. But I would like to do more of that. I was going to do a course, like, a few years ago that was, um... It, it, you basically become a qualified psychotherapist at the end of it. It was, like, three years. Um, uh, but it was therapy with horses. I remember this. Yes. Yeah, and I really wanted to do it, but, like, it wasn't the right time. I still would like to do it, but, like, I think it would probably be for my own pleasure as opposed to, like, a business. Because I definitely don't have the time or funds to kind of set up my own practice with, uh, like, it's a big thing to have a practice with horses. Yeah.
0: Join us this April for SNAP23 the photography festival you've been looking for to help you learn, grow and develop your business in a setting that is strictly informal. Nestled in the Peak District over four days, you'll be learning from amazing speakers and join your fellow photographers in taking part in workshops, styled shoots and photo walks before settling in for campfire chats and board games in the evening. Want to find out more? Visit snapphotofestival.com I looked at... um... So a lot of the, the dance stuff I do, um, because a lot of it is working uh, with people with dementia, um, and it's very much kind of like a therapeutic thing. Mm. Um, and look to kind of, because I've put, um, essentially I have a system that I use, that I've worked out just because I've, I've worked in care homes for years, and kind of um, you, you pick up stuff, you learn what works and what doesn't that's not official things I've learned from courses or whatever. It's just stuff you learn from being in and around that environment. Um, and I looked at, uh, doing like an official music therapy kind of course. Um, and basically realized that what I get out of it was just literally just the qualification, like it wouldn't Mm. really add anything to, um, to what I was doing. Yeah. But then it makes you credible, right? This is the problem I think. This is this is the block that lots of people. I don't think you need. I, I did used to think that you needed a qualification for these things, and I think that's why that's what held me back from vocal coaching as well, because I have no music theory. Mm. Um, I can't play an instrument. Um, so I was like, well, how am I supposed to give people singing lessons when you can't like play on a yeah. piano or whatever? And I was realized, I have realized since that actually the way that I deliver vocal coaching is very different. We don't. Don't do ah, like so.
1: This goes back grades to the thinking and stuff. you have
0: to do everything. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not doing grades, I'm more of a kind of uh, work through emotional blocks, um, work on confidence. because um, I think that's such an important part in, in like singing and having so many people are embarrassed about singing, embarrassed about the quality of their voice. <laughs> hint, 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 hint. <laughs> that they naturally strangle their vocals just because they're like oh like I physically can't let it out and it's just going to sound terrible because you don't want to let it out whereas if you work through kind of like what's holding you back and what you think is going to happen sometimes that's what people need yeah and I guess if you
1: can just be the one to offer that like then you're just kind of you're you're helping with, with that one thing, that one block. I think that's probably one of the biggest problems that we have. Um is that we think that to go into like a different area, we need to be good at it straight away yeah. and we need to be like offering everything that everyone needs rather than kind of being like, actually specific... I can help you with this bit. Yeah. Um, which actually brings us nicely onto to uh, niching. <laughs>
0: oh yeah you said
1: you wanted to mention this, yeah um because i do feel like niching is used in the wrong way within the business world um the whole like ideal client concept and that you niche down and you offer like this one thing and you're really good at it and that's why people are going to want to work with you and i think it that's true on like one like part but I think it's never discussed it's always used in this way where it's like you're just going to do that one thing and nothing else rather than okay you could be like me I'm a really good documentary photographer like I'm really like that's what I do for weddings that's my niche within weddings or that's what I niche down onto or like I know that my ideal client are quite like non-wedding people um that I had a client call this morning and they were like yeah, we're not really the type for moody photos staring off into the sunlight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, we're not very stylized. We just want real fun. Like, we just want our day to be captured. We're not going to have flowers or anything like that. Um, so, I know that I appeal to those people because I'm quite a non wedding person. Yeah. Um, and, like, that is my niche within the wedding industry. But just because that's my niche within the wedding industry doesn't mean I can't be a portrait photographer somewhere else. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, is that in my head I was like, oh, but you're saying you're a documentary photographer, so why are you now saying that you're also a portrait photographer?
0: Well, because you read different things in different places. Exactly.
1: So I'm still niching, but I'm not like, it's not like a fixed niche. I'm not having niche. I'm not having multiple niches. I'm a multiple -er. (laughs) nicher.
0: Oh, that's definitely going in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. multiple niches.
1: It's okay to have multiple niches. Um, and, I, and I think this is the problem when that, that's talked about in the business space. That you define your brand, you niche down, and it's like, well, I can't.
0: I think you, I think you do. I think you still need to do that. But there's nothing. I just have multiple brands then. Well, this is exactly my point, and this is when people ask me, they're like, oh, do I need to
1: separate like my wedding website from my brand website? Yes. And are like, yes, you yes, do. Because <laughs> both need their own space to breathe yeah. for a start, and also because your clients are different. I think the rule of thumb for me is if your client, whatever multiple income streams you have, if your clients are different client types of clients, then they need to have their own brands and spaces. Oh, I've got like hiccups. (laughs) Um, um, So I think, yeah, you do, so like my family photography and my wedding photography come under the kind of same space because it's the same sort of clients and the two go pretty well together. Most of my family clients are people who I have photographed the weddings of. Um, They're just on a slightly different evolution in their journey of life. still doesn't mean they don't want something documented mm. um, but like the brand photography is like a completely different yeah that's business to business exactly so my client is different so like a bride or a couple or you know whoever's getting married they're not gonna want to go onto my website and see a load of business branding or portraits they want to see wedding photos um, but the same goes for like a client on my brand photography side. They don't want to go onto a website and have to find what they're looking for through weddings. Like, yeah. They're just gonna switch off and go and find someone else who, you know, is actually showing up in the right way. So I think like the key to this is to make sure that your um that your different areas all have their own spaces mm-hmm. to have their own brands and to for you to be able to put out the content as well because and I, I and you know having multiple Instagrams, um, <laughs> it's, it's tiring. But you, uh, yeah, you yeah, need to do it. it is something you need to do. I think you have more Instagrams than me, actually.
0: Oh, I've well, well, well,
1: got so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I've got. a followers. <laughs> But the wedding photography the brand photography and snap and um you know they also all have their own websites um and you know it is work yeah like is. i'm not saying that's not hard work i'm not going to try and tell you oh it's easy it's like a walk in the park but um i also love that each of those spaces because this is the other thing as well with being multi-passionate i hate uh, and I was like prolific at this, and my views have changed on it so massively. But the whole like, oh, just be authentic, like, show up as yourself. And yeah, like, I, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm a multifaceted person, so I have different sides of myself. Um, and some of those sides are work in one space, and others
0: don't. My problem with being authentic. Is that most of the time my authentic self is in PJs, um, makeup-less or like if I'm being brutally honest last night's makeup um, which is you know somewhere down my face. I couldn't live like that um, I know, <laughs> but there we go I'm a mess um, and like so I've genuinely thought about doing an authentic uh, like real series where it's just me in bed <laughs> I don't know. I think you can do
1: that. Like, I don't think. I, I don't think it's about how you look. I don't see it as like an appearance thing. I see it as a uh, the things that I talk about.
0: Like, I mean, I'm still like, I'm not. I don't pretend to be someone else.
1: Yeah, it's like on the women and the wolf. I talk about my dating horror stories. My audience love it. Like. They just. I want some more. I can talk about this. Well, like maybe just start another Instagram. Instagram
0: or a newsletter.
1: I posted uh, last night actually, and I said that you know if I if I had the energy to continue dating, (laughs) I'd probably start a newsletter
0: (laughs) or something. Um, But yeah, like the. I need to broaden out my OnlyFans. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I definitely show sides of
1: myself on The Woman and the Wolf that I wouldn't show sides of myself on, like, my wedding side. My wedding side's called Amy Robertson, so I think referring to myself as myself just seems a bit weird. <laughs> um, and then with, like, Snap, I have, like... I talk more about being a photographer, like, what it is to be a photographer, that side of myself. Mm. So, like... I wouldn't, they all have different, they all have different parts of me. There's not, like, it's, it's, it's curated versions of myself, but they're
0: authentic. Yeah, it's just working out which, which bit would suit which audience. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that's where people kind of slip up when it comes to being, like, multifaceted or multipassionate. Is that they kind of wind up posting the same sort of content or views or opinions or whatever like on like all across all of their platforms.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. I know there's you can do like cross posting and stuff, but I don't tend to do that because I just think it's a waste of time. The only thing I do do is I I will sometimes cross post as input like put things from the other band pages or my art page on my uh like solo slash vocal coaching yeah one but in the stories not on the thing.
1: not on the grid no yeah I think it's just it's just work, working out like what works. Mm. Um but yeah marketing multiple businesses is hard. Yep. Um there is no denying that but it's very doable. I feel like with um outsourcing and also there's like ebbs and flows so yeah. like sometimes the woman in the wolf gets a bit more attention sometimes amy robertson gets a bit more attention sometimes snap gets a bit more attention like mm-hmm. we're obviously building up to big snap at the moment yeah. and so therefore so that's a
0: yeah. lot of
1: my focus yeah. is on snap um and i know that my focus needs to be on snap at the moment um it doesn't mean that there's not other stuff being done on the woman in the wolf or my wedding side it's just that um I want to put most of my time mm-hmm. into the snap stuff. Um, so then that's also like an awareness to have is that there's like ebb and flows to, to this. But I just like the idea that if my wedding photography like this is quite hard for wedding photographers. There's a like, it's very different to the last two years. Yeah,
0: same.
1: People are struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, because you obviously work in the wedding industry. There's uh, house just events in general.
0: I was at, um, I was at a corporate thing the other night, actually, at a gig. And, um, I was talking with the events person. And they were saying that it's kind of, like, they've actually, um, they've quit their job. And they're moving, they're, like, going travelling for a year. Because she was just like, it's just dire. Um, everything's kind of drying up. No one knows what, what's going on. There's no money anywhere. Only in kind of, like, the high-end stuff. Um... And it's just kind of... So it is a bit shambolic out there at the moment. And I think this is where you... This is where you then need
1: multiple income streams... To To, help, to Yeah, to help prop you up. And even it, within what you're already doing, like, I know that um, at, the, at the moment, while big wedding bookings are quite hard, I'm not short on micro-wedding bookings, like, at all. Good. Like but I really intentionally market those. Mm. And I have my website set up for SEO for them. I have really clear packages. Like I make sure that I'm appealing to people who are having smaller weddings. Mm. I think people think in their head, they're like, oh, a smaller weddings, so they're not gonna want to spend as much money. Like, the couple I booked this morning was for a smaller wedding, but I charge quite a lot of money for my shorter coverage. And I, they still value that, yeah. and they actually, they're not, they're not having a smaller wedding Because they don't have any money. Like, I think this is the story people say. They're having a smaller wedding because they now feel like they have permission to do that.
0: That's so nice, isn't it? They don't
1: have to do the big... Like, they're not a big wedding couple. Like, they don't want to do that whole show. They don't want to, like... They feel really uncomfortable with it. And we were actually chatting about this. And they were saying about how, like, seeing... The rise of the micro wedding throughout the last kind of couple of years because of the pandemic mm. meant that it was easier to talk to their family about it mm. and say what they wanted rather than feeling like they're going to upset loads of people so like i'm just making sure that i'm on that like because and it doesn't diminish the fact that i'm not good at shooting big weddings or that i'm never going to get a big wedding booking again it just means that the landscape's a bit different at the moment, so I have to adjust. I think this is the thing. People get so fixed onto, like, this thing that they do and that's the only way they can do it and that's the only thing they're ever going to do. You've
0: got to be adaptable, I think.
1: Oh, absolutely. If you have a business, you have to be adaptable. Um, and, um, you know, and then the brand photography, like, in fairness, that's been a little bit slower at the beginning of this year, but it's, like, picking up now. Because, um, yeah, we, we are... In slightly strange times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that means that, you know, you need to find find ways to navigate that while keeping, you know, roof over your head, food in your belly. And, you know, being able to enjoy an element of your life <laughs> as
0: well.
1: <laughs> um, God. You know, it's this mindset people get into. I've, I've actually left a lot of the Facebook groups for photographers because... Um, I'm really tired of hearing people whinge about how there's no money or bookings, because I think it just, like, I'm not invalidating how scary that is, because it is scary, but it's not helpful to be kind of, or everyone, frightening each other. Um,
0: <laughs> no fair.
1: Um, like, I feel like we, um... Sure, have a moan about it, but don't have like m- like multiple and talk about it being repeated over and over again. And then I'm starting in my head. I'm going, oh my god! Like there's no bookings. Like there's no money anywhere.
0: It's comparison, though, isn't it? You compare yourself to the people around you, and you kind of go. No, oh, I think it's it a just story me? though.
1: I do think it comes to story, like, if you watch the news too much, and if, like, if I go on the news and I'm just like, oh, oh, God, no.
0: My dad started trying to tell me about a news story the other day. He was like, oh, they found that guy. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, have you not, like, do you not pay attention to the news? And I was like, no, why would, like, no, why do, <laughs> exactly. I, I deliberately stay away from the news. And you know what, if that makes me a terrible person, then I'll hold my hands up and I am a terrible person. But I just, like... And that's just something different entirely, but like nobody's true off, though. off it's base, but well. um, yeah, like I just gotta keep it, keep the vibration high. <laughs> okay,
1: not, not toxic, pues, yeah, 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 no do. toxic positivity. I'm ideology, just saying that like
0: I can't do anything about that. Over no, there. that's but it. Well, I can do stuff. I'm fed up with people kind of being like, oh, the world's terrible. Wah, 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 and then carrying on with their daily life. And you think, well, if, it, if, if you feel that strongly about it, don't just whinge about it down the pub. Go out and do something about it in your community.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. But I think that's why multiple income streams are important. I'm bringing it back on point. Hey, no, I, have, no but that was <laughs> where I was going. I was going. Sorry. with the, like, <laughs> If you are feeling insecure, if you are feeling like, you know, you, the whatever, the cost of living crisis coming out of the pandemic, the wedding industry changing like, whatever, like, you have control, like, that you can, you, if you have multiple income streams and other ways of making money, then these things, yeah, they might impact you a bit, but they're not gonna, you're gonna have other things to fall back on. Yeah. And, um, this is, this is the problem, people get so fixated on one thing, that when it all starts going horribly wrong, their mindset goes to shit.
0: And and they feel insecure because they've got no other form of income. Yeah, rather than just like moving in a slightly different direction for a bit.
1: Yeah, adjusting. Yeah. Or like you know even um, I know a few people who've gone back to part time work as well, which is a um, you know it's also absolutely fine. Um, but I do think you know we have so many skill sets as entrepreneurs mm. that you can kind of. Do different things. I know when we spoke about when we were on the marketing workshop. No, no, my goal setting workshop. I think I kind of talked about diversifying, and someone um said, "Oh, I'm I'm really good at graphic design, and I've been thinking that I wanted to build some like web website templates for like Squarespace or show it or whatever." And um, like now she's built these. She's she's a wedding photographer, but she's also going to start offering these templates as like a kind of side income um, you know, ebooks, website templates, um, mentoring, um,
0: workshops, like, there's just so many great ways. Tell you what I do want to do, right, and this is, this is oddball, this is out there, I don't know how I start to do this, but I'm just going to put it out into the world. What's that? I want to, um, be like an ideas person. Ooh. So like, I... I have found... people Like, at various points throughout my life, people have come to me and asked for different bits of advice on, like, if they were going to start a business or, like... So that if they were gonna Kind of. But I think, like, just coming up with the like the idea of how you would turn your hobby into a business. Yeah. Or, like, um... Like, one of my friends was like, I need something where I can work from home. She's got two small kids. Um, so I need to be able to work from home. Um really crafty I was thinking about like um doing like making um like bath salts and stuff and selling bath salts and I was like you're not gonna make any money doing that why don't you make craft kits for parents who are too busy to think ahead and spend an hour on the internet researching how to make bath salts with their kids and put a kit together of everything that you need yeah. to make bath salts with your kids and I was like you could turn it into a subscription package and you're just like oh no one's going to pay for that you can just download it off the internet I was like if you're a busy parent if you're someone who doesn't get to spend a lot of time with their kids or like someone who gets their kids on the weekends or something and wants something regular that's going to turn up on the doorstep at a certain period of time yeah like, if, you, if you've got one of these kits coming every fortnight or something, and it's a different craft activity every time, but it's, you don't then have to do anything. You don't have to expend that mental energy somewhere else. Um, she didn't do it in the end, but... Yeah. This? But, yeah, so I'm, I'm fairly certain, and this is, like, a challenge that I set myself. Like, if you come to me and you're like, this is my situation, this is what I'm good at, I will find you a business. I will come <laughs> up with a business idea for you. And we will work out how to... Make, I've done it with loads of things. I've done it with, like, um, someone did um, they taught circus skills. Ah. Uh, and I was like, right, this is how you make it work for care homes. This is how you take that into a care home and make it... Because it's, it's just... Doing it for kids was too ad hoc. Yeah. Um, I was like, where well, is there's like a whole different market over here that you haven't thought about that you could yeah. make it very easily work for um one of my friends loves to travel and he's very much into like um uh like challenges and stuff yeah so he's always setting himself challenges he'll like sign up for different things where you get medals for achieving different things he's like he sets himself all these goals and i was like well you could do that but like in different countries you could you could do that for cities so that when you're in this city you do this challenge yeah um, and you can work out the way that you'd make money out of that was that you could work out deals with different places that people had to visit within that
1: ah. place and all that
0: kind of thing so I was like oh, we'll make it profitable for you you have to a bit of money out of it otherwise it's just yeah a pipe dream but yeah that's what I want to do I think it's a great idea you should so do it. it if someone out there is <laughs> <laughs> wants to um, yeah wants to start their own business but hasn't but what a foggy I think before we wrap things up
1: like, I think I just want to finish on the fact that, um, first of all, it's okay if you yeah. have multiple, pa- multiple passions or income streams or whatever. You're not doing anything wrong. In fact, you're doing everything right, as in my mind. Being very um,
0: sensible.
1: Um, but also, you know, to remember that, you know, your life can change. Your circumstances can change. That might mean that you're not able to do your current job um or you don't want to do your current job anymore like, <laughs> or your current business or whatever that looks like and um you know just having these other threads to pull on now is is better because then it makes all those transitions later so much easier and also just to remember that if you have a business if you're self-employed and you're a creative chances are you have such an abundance of skills that can be monetized mm. and and put out into the world. Um, I will never forget. I think it was the Brick and Potato guys. I'm sorry, what? Did you not ever see about the Brick and Potato guys? I think it was like in 2019. Did they you dream this? No, no, no. I think they made like half a million pounds. So, oh, the, yes, no, no, I had a not believe it, guys. You yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you'd yeah, yes. either order like a brick or yeah. a potato and it would like have just a no more. Really. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most. Oh, the glitter, the glitter people, the, the people that sent um, uh, glitter bombs. So you'd, you'd, it looked like a normal card, and you opened it up, and glitter just went. Pending. Oh, I mean that! So <laughs> I mean so mad. As I it went like I think they went bust in the end because it got like featured on some article or something like something somewhere on the internet went viral, and they just got like millions of orders. They were like, we cannot go. Can't
1: do this. Can't do it. So yeah, there's lots and lots of different ways to have a business, live a life, and and nothing is fixed. Like, you can change and evolve and add in, take away, like, do whatever you want. Like, your career is not a defined thing. Um, And I think, yeah, we'll end that. I (laughs) can talk about this all day. (laughs) But no. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to O Snap. Like, follow, and subscribe to keep yourself up to date with the episodes. And if you're feeling extra, Share this episode with someone who might find it useful.